0: We're going to talk about Bob Moran and his latest cartoon. This has been a very controversial cartoon. We're going to see some of the responses to this cartoon. And we're going to talk as well about something that nobody's really talking about when it comes to this rampant anti-Semitism that is plaguing the earth like a fungus. So what we can see here is clear for you guys. Kosher. You have Benjamin Netanyahu, you have Biden, and you have... uh, the UK dude. So have a look at this, and then we're going to check out what people are saying. This is a response from Norman Fenton, who I recently did a podcast with on anti-Semitism in the freedom movement, which has been becoming more and more explicit and more ascendant. So let's look at this. Bob Moran's anti-Semitic cartoon is not very original. Front page of the journal Der Stürmer, October 1936 insatiable, far be it from the Jews to enslave a single people. Their goal is to devour the entire world. I want to check out here something that Saul Sadka wrote, which kind of explains it really well. He says, there's a combination of three anti-Semitic tropes of Christian origin. Control the world, enslaving non-Jews to do their bidding. They try to supplant the true Lord Jesus. Kill and eat babies and innocents as they once did to Jesus. The Jews are paragons of hypocrisy, focusing on pharisaic ritual purity while rejecting morality and rejecting Jesus. Moran knew what he was doing. He wants to be martyred, crucified. He wants to be a victim. Christians have almost completely left all this behind, but it's kept alive by the far left. Now, we know that it's kept alive by the far left. So let's see actually what Bob Moran has been saying about this himself because he's taken to defending himself here. I've attacked a man who removes the rights of Jewish people and subjects them to dangerous medical experiments while implementing Papers, Please policies. And people think I'm the anti-Semite. What a wild ride we're on. By the way, as far as I'm concerned, there are no Jews in that cartoon. If you think the man in the middle is a Jew, you have no understanding of the Jewish faith or any faith or basic morality. Here's a response from Gal G. Are you kidding me? Not only did you put kosher marking Jews, not governments or a PM, but you also used the most known Nazi blood libel in history, Jews eating the blood of babies. This cartoon is not only manipulative lies that help support the terrorists that are actually harming children and help them avoid any and all responsibility, but it's classic Jew hate. I can't believe how you chose to abuse your power and the freedom of speech I personally helped bring back to you and many others in the so-called freedom movement, only to destroy its credibility with this absolute trash. What Bob has done here is that he's chosen to make this political statement and this anti-Semitic statement, and he is a cartoonist. He's an artist. He knows what propaganda looks like. I'm sure he's very well aware of the Nazi propaganda posters and articles and pictures that looks like the picture that he's depicting here. He's basically imitating old Nazi propaganda. It's the same kind of thing that we're seeing in his painting. So why would he then say, this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm talking about Netanyahu. I'm talking about the guy who forced vaccines on everybody. Well, that's not what he showed. In this painting, as many of his critics are pointing out. Now, the point that I brought up here is that Bob could have done great good with his art. He could have done something great. This is what I wrote. Just disgraceful, you have lost the plot. Way to be useful idiots for the Marxist globalists and their Islamist collaborators. Civilization is in great danger when influential figures who are supposed to combat collectivism join the largest and oldest type of collectivist mob. Blood libel from Bob Moran. What a bloody shame. You could have been using your talents to bring attention to the hostages who have been starving in dark tunnels for 106 days. 107 now you could have used your talents to produce art that tells the truth the truth of the butchery of hamas and the fallen children and women who were mutilated raped and murdered by them you could have painted the faces of the men burned alive and immortalized them you could have painted the dancing souls whose lives were stolen from them in sadism and torture you could have done something good Tell me the so-called freedom movement doesn't have an anti-semitism problem. Your nihilism and hatred for the establishment is almost entirely indistinguishable from the Marxists who want to tear everything down. Now, this is what I've been noticing more and more, this kind of nihilism within the freedom movement, the so-called freedom movement. It seems there's a lot of people who don't actually believe in anything They're only against something. And in fact, a lot of people like Bob Moran, uh, I won't explicitly name people right now, but this is something that I've been paying attention to. A lot of people seem to have come from this kind of far left background and have created a fusionist movement with people who are classical liberals or libertarians against government overreach. And what's happening now is that this fusionist movement is breaking apart because the people who have these kind of leftist tendencies, who are anti-imperialist, anti-American, anti-establishment as a whole, and this underlying anti-Semitism is blinding them to the events in the world. And this is what I really wanna talk about, these kind of cognitive distortions and these lies that people are telling themselves in order to avoid the real threat. Now, as I said, the Islamists and the Marxists are pairing together. We have Marxists at the head of organizations like the UN and the World Economic Forum. We have Islamists who are pairing with them, such as heads of governments of Iran and other Islamist states, and they are combining their forces together to undermine the West. And this is very clear, it's very obvious. So I'm gonna give you an example of how the Islamists are working with the Marxists that head these supranational organizations. Check this out. So the Tehran Times, Razi meets Guterres says Iran is ready to assist UN to promote global stability. So the president, Ibrahim Raisi, who has visited New York to attend the annual UN meeting, held talks with UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres on Monday. At the meeting, Raisi said Iran is willing to work with the UN in its initiatives to advance world peace and to stop the tyranny of states. Raisi stated that the Islamic Republic's guiding principle is the collaboration with the UN. Okay, so people like Bob Moran, who have been hating on the UN and hating on the World Economic Forum and all these other supranational organizations, are now being useful idiots for them. Iran's leader said the Western era of supremacy is over. So despite efforts made by some Western countries to impose their interests and values on other countries in the world, Iran has managed to turn sanctions and pressures into opportunities and has made significant progress. Okay, to impose their interests and values onto the world. Now isn't this just classic projection? I've been reading this book, Mass Insanity by Theo Alistair, and it details the history of Islam from the beginning. It talks about all of the history of Muhammad, the history of the books, things that are in the Quran and the Hadiths, and how from the very roots of Islam, all of the things that we see playing out today, the terrorism, the attacks, the dominance of Islam, are coming straight from the source. I've also talked about this with Brother Rashid on my podcast and Yasmin Mohammed. So if you haven't seen those episodes, definitely check them out. And if you want to see two great episodes on anti-Semitism and the freedom movement, and how the Islamists are coordinating with the heads of the UN and other such figures, you could check out my episodes with Norman Fenton and Karen Haradin, who wrote about this extensively. So this is what nobody's talking about. Now I'm going to read to you from Mass Insanity. But before I do that, I want to remind you of Charlie Hebdo. For those who are unfamiliar with the Charlie Hebdo massacres, I'm going to give you a little bit of history here. So the Charlie Hebdo shooting took place in Paris, France in 2015. It was a series of terrorist attacks and mass shootings that shook France, claiming the lives of 17 people, including 11 journalists and security personnel at the Paris offices of Charlie Hebdo, a satiric magazine. The deadly violence focused attention on the threat posed by militant Islam. But the response to the attacks by the French was generally one of solidarity rather than reprisal. So this is part of the problem, is that nobody's willing to look at what this militant Islamism is really about. And they're like, oh, you know, but this happens all the time. And mass insanity talks about that. So... Let's continue reading. On January 7th, the offices of Charlie Hebdo were the target of a terrorist attack. At 11:30 a.m., Algerian French brothers Sharif and Said Kouachi, armed with assault rifles, entered the magazine's offices and killed caretaker Frederic Boisseau. They then forced cartoonist Corinne Rey to enter the security code that granted access to the second floor, where an editorial meeting was being held. The attackers stormed into the newsroom, and police officer Frank Brinsolaro, who had been detailed to protect Charlie Hebdo editor Stéphane Charbonnier, was shot before he had the chance to draw his weapon. The attackers then asked for Charbonnier and four other cartoonists by name before killing them as well. What happened there? Why were these guys killed? Because they drew a cartoon that insulted the Prophet Muhammad. Let's talk about Salman Rushdie, a critic of Islam for over 30 years, had a bounty on his head for writing about Islam in in a derogatory way, in a truthful way. Salman Rushdie had a bounty on his head for 30 years. And then finally, when he was on stage giving a speech, he was stabbed multiple times and lost his eye. Check this out. Okay. Okay. Why am I talking about all of this? Let's, let's read a little bit more. This comes from Mass Insanity. In many contemporary terrorist attacks, we see Muslims beheading their enemies. For instance, in 2002, the American journalist Daniel Pearl was kidnapped in Pakistan and forced to identify himself and his parents as Jewish and beg for his life before his captors slit his throat. They recorded the entire event and it was published online. In 2020, a Muslim terrorist beheaded the teacher. Samuel Paty, in the middle of the street in Paris after stabbing him several times for discussing cartoons of Mohammed in his history class. In Nice, there was another such attack, He took a train from Italy to Nice the night before the attack, despite the fact that he had no documents and did not speak the language. He chose a time when few people were inside the cathedral so he would not face substantial resistance. He wanted to kill Christians as a collective punishment in retaliation for publishing cartoons that mocked Mohammed in France. Through killing people inside a place of worship, he and his accomplices sent a message that no one is sheltered from the Islamic Violence. So, Bob Moran, what do you think would have happened to him if he were to publish a cartoon depicting Mohammed or a cartoon that was denigrating Hamas or that was pointing out Hamas's butchery? I think. Bob Moran probably knows deep down what would happen. And in the Netherlands, a radical Muslim acted on his beliefs, stunning his country by killing one of its most famous men. Oh Scene of and shocking murder. The victim, the great grandnephew of artist Vincent van Gogh. The killer, Mohammed Bouyeri, a homegrown radical Muslim. Bouyeri gunned down Theo van Gogh as he rode his bicycle, and then he cut his throat, nearly decapitating him. And this whole killing of Van Gogh in in, in Bouyeri's ill mind uh, was a sort of holy killing, a sort of sacrifice, like killing an animal. You are not allowed to criticize them. You have the Iranian president saying that the West wants to dominate the world and impose their values and ideas. But it is the exact opposite. This is what we see with Islam, and it comes from the source. Read Mass Insanity, you will find this for yourself. Listen to the podcasts I did with ex-Muslims, you will see this for yourself. So Bob Moran and all of these people who are coming out of the woodworks as covertly and now overtly anti-Semitic, I think that they are terrified of the Islamist threat. Where Bob lives, there were a bunch of teenagers at an Ariana Grande concert who were killed by Islamist terrorists 22 dead and 59 injured amid the chaos and confusion desperate parents waited anxiously for news of missing loved ones among the dead 18 year old georgina calendar who met ariana at a concert two years ago and treasured this photo the youngest of the dead is just eight Safi rose russos okay there are people marching in the streets of the uk wanting genocide and death the Jews, and these so-called freedom movement people who are against the government, they're supporting that. It is the biggest threat to Western civilization, and the Islamists have always paired with the far left. They've always done this. They did this in the Islamic Republic of Iran before the revolution. They paired with the lefties, and then they started killing them. They started killing the leftist revolutionaries as soon as the Islamists took over. If Bob were to draw some cartoon that depicted Mohammed that way, he would garner the attention, the negative attention, of all kinds of Islamists. But instead, he's garnering the positive attention by Islamists. If you go to all of the quote tweets of Moran's cartoon, you can see that for yourself. Now, this fear is manifesting as projection, as projecting the status of victim onto the Islamists, and projecting the status of the guilty onto the Jews. They bully the victims, they bully the innocent, they side with the perpetrators. And this is what bullies do. They are cowards, they are scared, and they side with the bigger bully rather than defending the innocent, rather than defending the victims, rather than, imagine, If Bob would have used his immense talent to draw the faces of all of the people who were brutally maimed and mutilated and slaughtered, including children and babies, what if he would have done that instead? What if he would have painted pictures of the hostages? What if he would have used his art for good? Bob could have shown that all of these children that he's depicting dead in his picture are dead because of Hamas, because of what they did, because of what they started, and because of the way that they would not let children and women escape. And they martyr their own people. The the Palestinian people are being martyred by these savages, okay, the innocent ones who want nothing to do with it. They are victims of Hamas as well. Why didn't Bob depict that? Why didn't he tell the truth? Why does he blame the victims? Why does he say, like so many, it's Israel who are committing war crimes? It was Hamas who committed genocidal acts, who committed war crimes, multiple war crimes that are detailed all over and that many of you should know about by now. So why is this fake narrative that is being propagated by Hamas and by the Marxists, by the UN and by other people at the top who are siding with the perpetrators, why is Bob buying into that? And why is he creating propaganda art for these people? Now what he's doing is he's giving fuel to all of these Islamist terrorists. That's what he's doing. He's giving fuel to this mass movement, this mass scapegoating event against the Jews. And this is where this is extremely dangerous because the Jews are the canary in the coal mine. And right now, what we need is to shine a light on this. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. We need to stop the scapegoating of the Jews by shining a light on what is going on. And the only hope that I have from this cartoon, from this grotesque cartoon coming out here is that people will start to realize that a line has been crossed. For me, this is a momentous event to see this disgusting, disgusting piece here. It is momentous and it makes me angry. I I really feel angry I feel angry for my friends. I feel angry for people, humanity. You know, the term crimes against humanity came from the Holocaust. And there was a debate about this. Hannah Arendt talks about this in her book, uh, Eichmann on Trial. There was a debate about whether it should be crimes against the Jewish people but it was a crime against humanity because a crime against the Jewish people is a crime against humanity itself. It is targeting people for their identity and saying, we're going to erase you from the surface of the earth. And for people to go now and draw cartoons that look like the Nazi cartoons, for people to go now and say, That the Jews are committing genocide and likening them to Nazis and calling Zionists Nazis. This is intolerable. It is intolerable. And anybody who's participating in this, you are on the wrong side of history. And I will never forget it. And many people will never forget it. There's no excuse for what you're doing. You can be against the government. You can hate Netanyahu. But don't blind yourself to what is going on here. Do you think that Netanyahu is going to go kill Bob Moran? Do you think he's going to be beheaded for what he he drew here? Do you think any Jewish person is going to go and do that? No, because it's not in the ideology. It is in the ideology of Islam, a religious, sociopolitical, totalitarian system that has no tolerance for anything else besides itself. Israel is this tiny little country who's being terrorized babies, children, women, men in their pajamas. Anybody who cannot understand what happened on October 7th and, and think about it critically and say, something needs to be done about this. Think about yourself. If you were in your home, if you were dancing at a festival and these things happen to you, the people who won't have empathy, for those people, they are cowards. They are cowards and they are useful idiots. I want this to stop. I want for people to see what is going on, to understand what is going on because there is a very real civilizational threat right now and in the past, when we allow this kind of anti-Semitism to be out in the open, We know what the results are of that. (sighs) Thank you very much. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Oh, and one last thing. This is coming down.